Congratulations to the people of Northern Ireland who finally have marriage equality. The first gay weddings are taking place on Monday, the 10th of February, and we'd love to be there. Please let us know if we can crash your wedding. I mean, he's kind of joking, but actually he's not. We do want to come out and crash your wedding. So if you are getting married on the 10th of February um, and you're LGBTQ+, and you are in Northern Ireland, please let us know. We'd love to come and say hi. Yeah, we want to share this momentous moment with you and Northern Ireland. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Get in touch. It's us at gaynongay.com, and our DMs are also open. A Gay and a Non-Gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. They're like a lovely little couple, except they're not. Dan, you know how you think you look like Jamie Dornan? Why Why are we on this again? No, but I just, I suddenly had a thought. Do you ever, like, have you ever been walking down the street and someone said, are you Jamie Dornan? Nobody said, are you Jamie Dornan? But let me tell you, plenty of people have said, you look like Jamie Dornan. And actually on our social media, there was routinely people saying, is that Jamie Dornan? Yeah, but that's just, that's a joke at you. No, it's a joke at you. For not, <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it is. It's not. It's a joke at your <laughs> no, expense. It's a jo- no, it really it isn't. Is. It isn't. It it's is. at your expense. Oh my God, just so deluded. The joke is that you can't accept that I look like Jamie Dornan. Right. That's why they're saying, is that Jamie Dornan? No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it really isn't. Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. The other night I was out with James in a gay club. Which James? Boyfriend James. And James Six. Can you not? I think he is. Have you even done the math on that? All right, Mr. L.A. What do you mean? Over here, we say maths. Oh, it's an S. It doesn't matter. It was quicker to say it without the S. <laughs> Fine. I wanted to sound cool. I was out with James in a club. We were dancing. And then this, I imagine, straight woman, although I don't want to guess her of course. sexuality, literally lifted his top up and licked his nipple. Right. And danced with him. And I was not okay with that. But that to James. To James. James. So I then... Six TV. TV I took TV. a minute, calmed down, and then I went up to her and said, just FYI, that's not really okay. Because imagine if a straight guy did that to you in a straight club and lifted your top up and then lit your nipple, you wouldn't be okay with that. So I don't know why you think it's okay to do that to a gay person, but it's not. And what did she say to that? She took it really well. Really? Uh, yeah, she took it really well. I was like, I'm not being horrible or starting a fight or anything. I just want you to know that that's not really appropriate. And, and then she, she said, like, oh, it's my first time in a gay club. I'm really sorry. And I was like, it's cool. But just know, like, don't treat people how you wouldn't want to be treated. I'm surprised that someone did that. In a, that seems like it was a bit quite extra. out of place. Yeah, it was so extra. Why would you do that? It's almost like somebody doing that in, in a rock gig or something. You'd be like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. What would you do in that situation? What would I do as me? What would you do if this happened to you and you were gay and your boyfriend got, I guess, assaulted by this woman? Firstly, if I came up with that analogy myself, you'd have a massive go at me and be like, well, you're not gay, are you? So you can't talk for us. I'm not having a go at you. I just just want to know what you would... Let's just address that. I just wanted to know what you'd have done because I didn't know what to do in that situation. But in the end, I went and chatted to her and I said, you wouldn't like that if a guy did that to you in a straight venue. Anyway, welcome to a gay and a (laughs) non-gay. I've realised something about you and Talia's relationship. All right, go on then, Fraser Crane. What have, why, what, well, hang on, wait, why are you so nervous? I'm not, go on. I think previously I didn't understand how you kept a long-distance relationship going. Right. And I was really confused how you would do that. And that was keeping you awake at night, was it? Well, I was worried about you as a friend, and I was worried about Talia as a friend. Right, okay. So yeah, I guess it wasn't keeping me awake at night, but I certainly asked you questions about it and didn't really get it. And I guess I get it a bit now, because what I've realised is maybe the reason you're cool with being so long distance is because you are both very independent. Right. And 
you don't complete each other's lives, but you both make each other's lives better. So when one of you is without the other one, you're still fully functioning and able to be the best you, but you still have an amazing relationship when you're together. So even though you're different parts of the world right now, you're able to live and be happy by yourselves. And then when you get back together, everything's amazing, even more amazing. Do you know what I mean? Like you're solo, but you're together. Right. Is that making any sense? Uh, I don't. I don't really know. I always thought relationships complete you, and that when you're with someone, you've like finished. You've completed the game. You've found someone. You're a match. You're going to get married, and everything will be happy. Then there, you're like be all and end all. That's what films tell us about relationships, isn't it? So I was confused because you aren't always together. But what I've realised is relationships aren't like that. Relationships are, I think, about you and someone else connecting and living your lives alongside each other but not completing each other you're happy on your own but you've got an amazing girlfriend rather than being i found my other half you're not another half you're a full half with an extra person next to you also being a full half and there'll be more from jerry springer tomorrow <laughs> shut up i'm trying to be nice and obviously take care of yourself and each other and obviously that your your love for each other is is massive and it crosses oceans <laughs> which is really beautiful as well i'm just feeling really romantic okay well thanks but for you that. don't seem to be am i wrong if you say so oh I'd... god what i just i'm sort of asking you i guess i'm saying am i right or not i, I guess so i am surprised by how unindependent other people are i cannot get that at all i feel like most of society who are in couples are like that for example when people say oh we're doing this 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 weekend we're doing that weekend i hate i absolutely hate it i don't know who we are i assume we is your partner i hate that word as well we is your boyfriend or girlfriend or other half but why are we doing everything together i don't get it why are insert quote we end quote doing this why do we have to do everything with a girlfriend or boyfriend or other half i've seen a lot of relationships in my life growing up with my mum and dad's divorce and them remarrying and my brother's relationships etc and I can see friends doing it too. And when people rely on another person, that relationship doesn't work. And I've, in fact, done that a lot. I've often thought that having a boyfriend would complete me, but that never worked. It was only when I started to try and complete myself through therapy and through trying to get rid of depression and stuff that I realized that I am enough on my own. And that's how you, I think, get to a point where you can have a healthy relationship, I would hope. Right. And I think that's what you both have, right? I mean, I guess so. I think you feel like you're enough on your own. I do quite like being on my own, like as a general rule. I think it's important to have friendships outside of your relationship. And, because, yeah. And, and to be your own person outside of your relationship. Because what, what happens time and time and time and time again is that people enter into relationships, mug off all their mates, and then they split up because they spend so much time together and then they've potentially lost all those friends because they've just mugged them off. I don't understand why people do continue to make that mistake because to me, it's so obvious that that's going to happen. But if you take your friends for granted, I never take my friends for granted because I've seen that happen to so many people. But other people don't really think like that. This is like such a wider conversation about friendships and, and everything. But it's not a fact that when you get older, you just lose all your friends. But people do act like that. Is it because you're like straight? Like I don't think gay people cut each other out when they're get into relationships really not like i've noticed i don't think but so, you no. seem to revolve your friends quite a lot like you'll say oh this person is my best friend and then this next person is my best friend and then this next person is my best friend yeah i'm quite friendship fluid right i don't think that's a bad thing though i'm still friends with other people but if they're not currently in my life as much as they once were that's fine 
doesn't mean they're no longer one of my best friends. Right. Talia, for example, isn't in my life as much as she was. Sure. But that's difficult because she's on the other side of the world. And I know she has friends that have visited her and have done a better job at being her friend than I have since she moved. But I think that's to do with the fact that we speak all the time because of this podcast. So yeah. I, I kind of forget that there's a friendship beyond yeah, yeah, our yeah, work yeah. life. Not that that's an excuse, but I think that's why. But there are other friends of mine that I don't speak to as regularly because they're not in London or they're not in the same place as me or their lives are different. Like, it is difficult to be friends with someone if they're suddenly, if, they're, if you don't have as much to share anymore. That's true. Because of anything, <laughs> like where you live geographically or what your job is or, you know, your friendship might only be based upon the fact that you both worked at the same place uh, or that you both love drag race but maybe drag race isn't on right now so you've not got as much to talk about whatever but yeah i suppose that's why i have friends that move around a lot and i've also lived in a lot of cities so i have a lot of best friends in manchester london cardiff like all over the place really because those were the people i was hanging out with yeah every day when i was in those places and then some have moved to america so i've got best friends in new york and they're not in my life as much is that making sense yeah i guess so but that doesn't mean they're any less of a friend and I've just noticed, I think, in gay circles, I don't tend to lose friends because they're in a relationship. A gay and a non-gay. Here's another niche complaint. There's friends who I've been friends with for years who've never listened to this podcast. And I just think, we're not friends anymore, are we? If I've been doing this now for four years and you haven't thought to listen to like one episode is that really asking too much i have had that with friends but mainly they'll go oh i just listened to your podcast and i will go where have you been yeah i mean i don't care that they haven't because i think i know how i feel about it and i know the connection we have with some of our listeners and that's all that matters to me i'm not under any illusion i don't go around parading to my friends from home or friends from uni or friends from work or whatever i don't go around parading oh my god this is amazing but when people who i've been friends with for a long time haven't listened to it i do just think like so, some of my oldest friends haven't listened to this podcast most of them have but some of them haven't listened to the podcast i know that from the way that they say things or the way that they don't say things which is interesting because it means that i'm in some ways closer <laughs> to people i've never met and never will meet in some cases yeah that do listen to this podcast all around the world how how bizarre is that you're right i almost feel like our podcast listeners are more our friends than actual friends if they haven't heard it I share more here than I do with my actual friends. Bank of Rise Against have got a song called uh, Swing Life Away, and the lyrics are, I've got some friends, some that I barely know, but we've had some times I wouldn't change for the world, which I think is an amazing <laughs> lyric. That's beautiful. Thanks. Is it a metal song? It's, a, it's like an acoustic. They're a punk band, but it's an acoustic song. Should we end on that sentiment? <laughs> I like Green Day. Do you? What's their song called? The emotional one? Oh, what time of your life? Yeah, I like that one. Good riddance, time of your life. Do you really like that song? I don't really like the song. It's overplayed. I knew you wouldn't like that. Why? Because it's overplayed. It's but it is overplayed. It's not it? the fact it's too commercial. It's just overplayed. I've got a really good song as well, actually. What? Um, Goodbye, my friend. I know you're gone. You said you're gone, but I can still feel you here. I don't, what's that? Really? Oh, it's the Spice Girls. Oh, thank God. Goodbye. I literally thought we would be saying goodbye. Form of Christmas and Morn. Uh, Third one in a row, I believe. I didn't think of you as a Spice Boy. Uh, no, I'm just very knowledgeable about um, music. I definitely feel the same. A lot of my friends didn't know I had a boyfriend. So I actually feel closer to our listeners than some of my 
closest friends. Yeah. Especially because we DM and stuff as well. And we've got our listener group now. Um, and <laughs> it does feel, I feel more connected to, to the, yeah, I feel more connected to the listeners of this podcast than to be honest, some of my, even my family. And it's exhausting actually going home and having to tell my dad what's been going on in the last couple of months. I'd rather he just listened to the podcast. Do you not listen to the podcast? <laughs> I actually told him to listen to our episode with Megan Phelps because he's a Christian and he has a gay son and I felt like he would get a lot out of Megan's journey with the Westboro Baptist Church. Thanks for listening to Again and On Gay today. So James mentioned our listener group. Basically, if you're on Facebook uh, and you want to chat all things Again and On Gay... It's not so people can talk about us. That would be really self-involved. It's so that our listeners can chat to each other about whatever they want. Ah, uh, okay. But so you- it's like a safe space for our LGBTQ plus and non-gay listeners to be friends and meet people across the world that also listen and chat about stuff that's affecting them. I just thought it'd be a really cute thing to set up. Well, thanks for that. And you finally joined after four weeks of it being live. Yeah, it took me a while to work out how to join. Um, I couldn't seem to do it on my laptop because Facebook makes things incredibly difficult for you, doesn't it? Like, it it shouldn't have been that difficult. And I'm not, like, a complete moron. Are Um, Are you not? So, yeah, join the Again and Non-Gay Facebook listener group if you use Facebook. If you want to join, search Again and Non-Gay listener group on Facebook and join the conversation. Again and Non-Gay's back every Wednesday. See you then, babes.